sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom Welcome to the show. It's 10 Drink Minimum. It's the last party of the weekend. Let me pull everybody in. Let me see here. What do we got? Let me unmute everyone. Pull in all the co-hosts. So with us, as always, is Holly Ann Bird. Hello. Now, Holly Ann, you just had your first uh, night back for your uh, open mic at Inside Out. I did. How did that go? It was amazing. Yeah. How was it for you? You were audience, so. uh, It was pretty cool, except for the anti-Semitic remarks, but that's all right. Yeah, he's been banned. He's been banned. Uh, Yeah, we had a great time. I was, I think I was more nervous for that show than I was the first time I did comedy. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, James Smiley. James, you have a wisdom tooth coming in, so you're, you're, you're hurting. I do. I do. It, it feels like there's a uh, tennis ball just Ooh. stuck on the side of my face here. Yikes. But is- yay for Advil. That's why I'm on the show now. Nice. And then all the way from Portales, New Mexico, we have uh, actor and former video store owner, Landel Goolsby. Is that, did I say the last name right? Goolsby? You got it. Yes, yes. Goolsby. Yeah. So. I guess I need to kind of give people a little a little bit of background. So when Billy used to do this show, uh, Billy and I both went to college in, in Portales, in Eastern New Mexico University. And if you rented movies or video games or porno films, you went to Landel's Video <laughs> on is it C C Street? Is that right? C or is it Avenue D? C? Avenue, Avenue C. C. Amazing memory. Yes. Mm. So the crazy thing is, is, so I'm watching this documentary on uh, Netflix, The Last Blockbuster, and everybody's like, oh, wow, you know, there's still like one blockbuster left. Did you did you see this this movie, Landel? I have not watched it yet. I have had at least 10 people yeah. uh, reach out who saw it and said, hey, I thought of you and have you watched it? Okay. And so in this in this like documentary, like they they, they find that there's like, you know, they kind of tell the story about, you know movie rental places and then how they just, you know, how, how, uh, you know, Netflix, basically Netflix started the decline. And then, uh, and they even talk about how like, you know, Netflix, the guy who owns Netflix even offered it to the blockbuster people. So now blockbuster is, there's one left. The actual, uh, uh, prop, the property is owned by dish network. And, so that's the whole tension is like this lady who owns, who's not, she doesn't own it. She's like the manager of the last blockbuster. I mean, I guess she does. She probably owns the franchise, but like, they're like wondering if, uh, if, if dish network is going to renew their licensing fee so they can keep going. Now I was like, man, last time I was in Portales, Landles was still open. So I reached out to you and I was like, would you like to come on? And you were saying 
that like, well, I'm not going to say when you closed yet. So when did you, when did you first, like wh what, what started Landles, like the video store? I'm going to go years and years, years ago mm -hmm. to a town called Fort Sumner, which Ooh. has, I think, 2,500 people yeah. in the county in New Mexico. It's where Billy the Kid was shot and killed. Yeah. And I managed a video store. I was my only employee. And we had a small video store there would, that would be open after school. And it would be open four hours a day and then on Sunday, uh, Saturdays. And 12 and a half years old, and I was working at this video store. This was a dream job for a kid who liked movies. I grew up on a farm where we had an antenna, and I would have to turn the antenna with a pipe wrench outside to get NBC. Wow. And it would always be snowy, wow. so we kept it on ABC. I <laughs> love television. And again, I grew up on a farm in the sticks. Wow. lovely life, but I, w I wanted TV. I loved movies. So to be able to work in a video store when I was 12 and a half, and uh, they used to have these big, thick, just books, and it would be cross-reference of all the actors and directors. And I would just sit there reading these because I was fascinated with it. Mm -hmm. And I started watching foreign films. So <laughs> that's where I started working in a video store. And whenever I went to college, I moved to Portales, which is about 65 miles away, yeah. and started working in a video store. And then I opened my own when my parents went bankrupt. We had no money, and uh, we just invested everything into this tiny little video store. And Portales is a small, lovely town. It was maybe 15000 at the time. And I had worked at another video store, and I would love going to talk to people. I'm actually an introvert. But at a video store, I could talk about movies all, all day long. I loved movies and people got to know me. And so when I opened my own store, it was called the box office and a customer came in who said, I was looking for you. You should change your name to Landel's box office so people can find you. <laughs> oh, wow. Aww. And that's how Landel's box office, that's how the title came. And then we opened it and uh, it stayed in business for 27 and a half years. What, what year was that that you started it? Uh, 19, I think it was 1992. Okay. So that was, I was a, a, a junior in high school. I went to Eastern in 90, I graduated in 93 and I went there. Now the weird thing is I didn't know you. I knew your name because of the video store. And when I thought, when I, when I said Landles, I never thought of you. I thought of the video store. Cause mm -hmm. that was like, that was like, it was weird. We had, you know, you could go to the grocery store and rent videos you could go, what was that place that was down on D? It was like down from you on D. Um, there was a video, video world. Down. Video world. Um, then, video you world. Know, and then like, I think there was a, a movie, a movie uh, that came in movie connection or something like that. Movie connection. In. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but like none of them were as good as yours was. Like you had the, your, your store was like nice. It was clean. Like, you know, you had the, you know, you had the, the, the extra room in back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so kind of tell us like, wh what made you like, wh what was that like when you first opened? Uh, so anyone who goes into business, I learned really early on, you have to invest in yourself. Yeah. So whenever I worked, uh, any money I made, I would just reinvest it back into my business. Oh, wow. And I remember I had that book. And so yeah. I would read this book thinking, 
I want to get the Mel Brooks movies. And so I would order them one by one. Now, this is back when you had to order VHS tapes. Yeah. And VHS tapes would start off brand new. A new VHS tape would be like $65 my cost. <sighs> and that was just what it was. And yeah. so to order old movies, I would have to find them, find them used or order them new. And I would just keep reinvesting money buying Mel Brooks movies. Mm -hmm. My store was cool because I would try to find movies that were hard to get. Again, eBay didn't exist. You would just have to call people. And it was a lot of calls. But I had a movie called Fritz the Cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, people may not know why this movie was popular, but there's uh, Sam Bashke. I think that's his name. Yeah. Bashke is his last name. He made a movie called Fritz the Cat and Wizards. Mm. Those two movies were yeah. barely made on VHS. I had them. You did. And I did. And that's why that's what made my store cool is I would I didn't know this, but I was catering to college students. Yeah. Mel Brooks movies, uh horror section. I just started sinking a lot of money into our horror section. There's only one movie I would never carry, and that was a show called Faces of Death. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Do you remember that? Yes. It it was allegedly a movie of people actually dying. I've yeah. never seen it. That is that's the only movie series I would never carry in my store. Um it you know sure, I'm, I'm there were deaths in it. Like there definitely was. Like there was people a guy parachuting and then they filmed them and he like hit the ground. There was like uh, a guy feeding a bear and then he like ran out of food and the bear was like, "Well, I'm not done eating." You know, there's it was but there was definitely fake stuff too. So right. but Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> Go ahead. What did Bat Midler used to say? I have standards. They're just low. Yeah. Well, that was my low standard. I would yeah. not have that one movie. We would, we would always get like the wrestling pay-per-views because you would have them. You would have them there. Or the UFC, the early, like whenever UFC was like first starting out, you always had those first UFCs and no one else did. Like no one had that. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you were talking because I have forgotten yeah. that detail, but it all comes back because ultimate fighting championship, there was yeah. no, there was no way to see it massively. You either watched it live or you waited for it to come out. Those right. were so incredibly popular yeah. and they would just constantly rent. Oh, that's, I love that memory. Yeah. But yeah, cause like I was a big, I'm a big wrestling fan and you know, pay-per-views were like, 50 bucks to rent and you know to rent them live but like you would have the you know about a month later you would have them on on tape and then we would go rent it yep. for like three bucks you know it was like <laughs> you know i'll just wait and watch it then you know it was like that was kind of nice now you know how much okay how much grief because portalis is pretty conservative how much like did you right away have the back room with porn or did you wait and do that gradually what was the genesis of that um we started off with it yeah uh early on and mm -hmm. we never advertised and you wouldn't know that we even had it unless right. you were looking for it right. i used to have a lot of shame about talking about it mm -hmm. we but it, it generated money Oh, I'm and sure. Ultimately, it generated money. Um, 
we would have a lot of people from large churches. Mm-hmm. You would know them because they would participate and they would come in and they would rent adult movies. And that was always, you would know whenever they'd come in because they'd go in and walk around the back walls if they were looking for something back there. And then when mm-hmm. no one was in the store, they would dart in and then dart out really quickly. <laughs> I, you know, um, God bless people who used that outlet at the time mm-hmm. and felt a lot of guilt and shame about it. And then come out and it's like the person who goes to buy porn magazines and gets bread and life magazine and all, <laughs> and all these other magazines and has it slipped in the middle. Yeah, it was similar to that experience. Yeah. We uh, did stop. We stopped it. We only had it maybe 10 years at the most. Oh, yeah. I can imagine it stopped making money after a while. Once the, yeah, with the, with the invention of the internet. Yeah. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah. Well, so it was really funny because, like, that I, I, you also had like you had you had porn films, but you had like adult sex toys as well, and that was the first time like young Chris ever saw in person adult sex toys ever. Like I was like, <laughs> whoa, you know, ever was in your store, and it was just kind of like. I was like, that's a dildo, you know, or that's a, you know, vibrator, you know, I was like, whoa, you know, it was just interesting. It was like, it, it, you know, it, it seemed like it was like this, like, it didn't seem as like, I've been to like, I'd been in like, you know, porn areas and other stores, but like yours wasn't seedy and like, you know, it, it was just, you know, it was like, here it is. Here's the, here's the adult section. We, uh, we called it a toy chest and it was a old counter that came from somewhere Mm-hmm. And we would have adult toys in it and it would have a number next to it. And then you could come up and say, Hey, I want this number. And then mm-hmm. we could go pull it. Nice. Uh, and over the years, I'm glad that we had that because I think mm-hmm. that market mm-hmm. is needed for people who want to use it to express mm-hmm. themselves. Just it, there's something I find that can be very healthy about it. Yeah. And uh, there is, but there's always the smut part of it that is attached to it, and I think, and I hope that uh, that helped people who needed something like that. I think, I think there's a very, I think as a society we have unhealthy conversations about sex. True, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think especially in like a conservative area or a conservative town, I would assume that you helped a lot of people to maybe not feel so much shame or discover things about themselves that they didn't know. So I think years that's later, great that you have that. Years later, we have, I have heard from people who said, I'm so glad you had that. Or, and yeah. you know, we don't have a conversation, but they mentioned that we, you would think that there was bachelorette parties happening no. five times a week because people go back, Oh, it's about it's for a bachelorette party. <laughs> That was always the reason. And uh, that's, you know, we, uh, if that's what it took, fantastic. Sure. Now, I will say that I closed the adult section because we moved to a new location. And there is always the threat or potential for people to boycott. Mm-hmm. And, and I get it when, when you're passionate about something. So I closed it because I was moving to California to pursue acting. Right. And, my mom reopened it and that's when it added toys ah. because was, you could go. 
I remember that. Like it was weird because like I didn't know you at all, but I knew about you. Like everybody's like, yeah, he was on. Like, were you on like a a dog food bag or something? Like you were on some something that like people were like, yeah, that's the guy that owns Landles. And I remember them pointing at it. Like you would, you did commercials, and then I, I have your like IMDb pulled up. You've, you've done a lot of things actually, but I did a lot of commercials whenever, um, whenever I went out there because I, I, I was such a nerd mm-hmm. and didn't know it. And that when you don't know you're a nerd, then that's, uh, in my opinion, that's gold. Right. Because and and so I was, I did some print things. I booked a lot of commercials at first because I didn't know that I was a nerd and I would just go out there and do ridiculous things. So yeah. uh, we had a person kick in and say happy uh, mother's day to Holly Ann. actually happy mother's day to all mothers right now. Yeah. Happy mother's day. And it's funny. Cause like, I don't remember interacting with Landel at the store, but I do remember your mother being at the store. So she was, oh. she ran the store after you left. I think you left yes. whenever I came in. My again, my parents went bankrupt, and sometimes when you go bankrupt, it's not a slow, quick mm-hmm. thing. It's sometimes drawn out. Yeah. And so uh, it was. Video was a fantastic business to be in for a while. Yeah. I moved out to California, and she was there. And thank goodness, because you know, it nothing makes me happier than when people come. They stop through Brutalis after 15 years, and they come in because they want to tell my mother hello. Yeah. And and movies and videos. Yeah, that got a lot of people, myself included, through rough patches in life, especially if you're a college student. That is how we would find each other, because you liked this movie. Yeah. Uh, Tim Burton, when Tim Burton first came out, if if you could, you had to be there to experience Tim Burton when he started, Mm -hmm. because he spoke to that little darkness in people that we Mm -hmm. didn't know how to talk about or that it existed but we knew how it made us feel. And Tim Burton, I re- there's something about whenever his movies came out, it just attracted a certain people at a certain age. Yeah. And it has just been wonderful for them to, you know, I, you still see people in Portales or Facebook connects us. And, but Tim Burton was one of those that seemed to hit a lot of people, hit them in the soul. Right. I moved to California and a lot of people didn't know what a Landle was. It was just a crazy name. They didn't know a person was Landor until I'd come back. And then my mom's like, Hey, everybody, this is, yeah. I just remember like people were like, yeah, he went, like he went down, like you were kind of like the, you know, like you and Ronnie Cox were like the famous people from like Portales, you know, Ronnie Cox. If you don't know who that is, he was the, uh, in the famous scene from uh, deliverance where they do the dueling banjos. He's the guy playing guitar. He's from, he is from Portales. His brother, I don't know if he's still alive, but, he was there when I lived I there. Yeah. He, yeah. He had like an electric uh, wheelchair because he was like, had like one of his legs amputated or something. But um, what was I going to say? The Tim Burton thing is crazy because like there's so many people that when we, you talk about like Pee Wee Herman, you're like, yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It was like directed by Tim Burton. And so many people are like, it was. And you're like, yeah, like think about it. Like, you know, Tim Burton's <laughs> style like random random live action with claymation like random you know and just how weird it is but like it's an it's an amazing kind of weird you know like peewee's big adventure like by far is the best peewee thing that there was you know they they can make all like they made all these other movies and none of them are as good as that one and it's like tim burton you know it's like but 
you're you're right on that. It's like like when Tim Burton came out, when Quentin Tarantino came out, when um, you know, you're right. Like it was like the video store was like the, you know, you would go in, like you would you would like you would go to the video store. You're driving and you're like excited. You're like ah, and then you get in there and it's like rented. You're like shit, you know, yeah. and then you're like ah. Uh, do you know when they're going to bring back uh, Pulp Fiction? And you're like, um, it should be back in today. And sometimes you're like, well, I'll just mill around and act like I'm looking at stuff. <laughs> Hopefully they bring it in. That, that, that was, was my favorite part. Favorite yeah. part of Video Store was the 45 minutes that I spent wandering around yeah. picking out a movie. Oh, mm-hmm. man. And it, like, and it was that could, Yeah. Please, sorry. I mean, the. That would be like the the whole basis for a date almost is like what are you gonna do? Well, we're gonna go walk around a video store for forty five minutes and look at movies. Eventually, pick one, maybe two. Oof. Well, and then if you if you did that, you watched them. Like now, it's like I'll spend thirty minutes like going through all the streaming devices. No, 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 no. And then put it on, and then I'm like on my phone, not watching it, you know. Yeah. And it's it's not the same. It's not the same. And even in that documentary for the blockbuster thing, like Doug Benson, um, if you don't know who he is, like he, he's a podcaster, he's a comedian. He goes and he walks in, and he's like, "Oh, that blockbuster smell." He's like, "I'd forgotten mm-hmm. it, but like it's that plastic, that VHS, that like you know DVD case, you know." And the, you know when you walk up, and the, and the one you want's there. And the and the thing the 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 the, the case is behind it. You're like, yes, yeah, <laughs> sweet. I just remember that. I can tell you, the first VCR my parents owned, and the first movie we bought, it was a, a Curtis Mathis VCR top load VHS, and the first oh, movie, yeah. first movie was Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it was like seventy dollars <laughs> to buy it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And we would, we, and I was like telling my parents, I was like, they were like, we can rent movies. And I was like, where do we rent them? And it was at Curtis Mathis. Like, I don't, I haven't said those two words in 30 years. And you would go to the Curtis Mathis store and like wade through the TVs. And in the back, they had videos. You could rent them. It was so weird. And then I, to me, I was just like, this is the weirdest thing, you know? And, then, and, and it was kind of like a, a social place. You'd run into people and you're like, oh, hey, what's up? You know? What are you guys renting, you know? And, it's so it, weird to hear you guys talk about so like I'm younger than you guys. Yeah. And I oh, that's right. Can't, I can't remember a time that there wasn't VHS. Right. And to hear that they were like sixty something dollars, like yeah. blows my mind. Well, they were they were like they're higher quality, like the okay. So what Landel would buy, and tell me if I'm wrong, Landel, the ones you would buy were more like industrial. VHS tapes than like the ones you would just buy at Walmart for like 20 bucks. They're not, they were the same. No, they're the exact same. Really? Uh, So there was a rental window and it used to be a year. Uh I think about a year before the price would go down. Uh So they would put it out just for video stores. Now remember at this time, video stores were growing in popularity. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they would put it on VHS. And then about six months later, it would go to HBO or Showtime. Yeah. And HBO had uh, contracts with certain studios, so they would have an exclusive. That's Showtime right. would have an exclusive. And uh, if you were rich, you had them both. But most people <laughs> only had HBO. 
<laughs> so we would pay attention to what was exclusive on Showtime since people wouldn't be able to watch that on HBO and it would have a little longer life. Uh, ah. Tim Burton's Batman, 1989. Mm-hmm. Oh, think that was the first rental priced VHS that was in your release. And it was $29.99. And oh, wow. then I think Lethal Weapon 2 may have been another one. Speed, when oh, that came wow. out, that was a reduced price. And suddenly, they started reducing a little bit more. Did Silver Screen and Clovis hurt Landel? Um, it was a little bit more lower price. And then suddenly, they a lot of VHS started coming out a lot reduced price because they realized people will go to Walmart or mm. anywhere to purchase those for 30 bucks and they would sell a lot more. And again, mm. this is still the heyday of the video stores mm. whenever there was a lot of video stores everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Megan also went to school in Portales. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, so she went, I'm sure she rented uh, films. So the, yeah, you're right though because like yeah they did have i do remember that like a movie would come out in the theater and Mm -hmm. it was an event so you went and saw it like i remember dude when that first batman came out with tim the tim burton batman that was one of the most anticipated movies that i could ever remember they released it early too it was going to be released and it was starting to get bad press and they released it they moved up the release date because Mm -hmm. at the time we Mm -hmm. only had how many TV channels and yeah. National Enquirer people. And right. so there was a very small uh, way to get information out, but it was getting bad press. And I think they moved it up, uh, release date up by quite a bit. <laughs> Be kind, rewind. Yeah. How, we got uh, one of those rewinder things because we, yeah. we were poor. We rented a lot of movies. Yeah. And my dad got one of those like, separate things to rewind the tape faster well and everybody it, thought we were so cool well they were also like the rewind the rewind function on your vcr from what i understand is it was actually like would wear out the vcr quickly that's why they mm-hmm. supposedly it does created it, it i've yeah. killed several vcrs <laughs> that way and some is right, all right. they have a, they have a rewinder and i'm like ah i have, I have, a, I, have a VCR. I have a i have a weird question for landel why were the boxes for the porn movies so much bigger <laughs> I I don't know except to maybe make sure that it was easily identifiable. That's what I think. Because That's my guess. They would they would be almost ten inches yeah. tall, and it was a very thick yeah. box. It was like big. <laughs> I thought it was That's just for like very... more market space. No, more space to like put things on it. I feel like it had to be like you know, if a kid had that in its hand, you'd be like, oh, "That's a porn." <laughs> That's a the... porn. Um, they would be so large, they would have styrofoam <laughs> to fit the book. They yeah. would have styrofoam inside, and the DHS would be inside the styrofoam. So yeah. you would pull out a large styrofoam insert, pull out the tape, and then push the insert back. I have no idea. That's a great question. Yeah. Did, was there <laughs> one porn film that like rented way more than every all the other ones? Nah, I can't. Uh, like Deb Doubt, maybe. No. Is there a I name of a porno know. that sticks out in your memory as one of the funniest names? I, I have one that we would rent there. <laughs> well, <laughs> Edward Penis Hands. That was a good. That was a good one. That was oh, a good one. one. There was, there was. They would do um, movie, movie. Jokes, movies based yeah. on anything. There was a large thing. Yeah. 
Sorest Rump, uh, Edward Penis Hands, uh, Madam's Family. Madam's um, Family, yes. Yeah. So the one that <laughs> that stuck out in my mind was I can't believe I did the whole team. That was one that my friend rented, and I was like, "What in the hell?" <laughs> like, I, and it was like it's just burned into my head. But, um, so the weird question is: so we have a funny story. All right. So, so we started going back to Portales because, like, Billy Billy Belmont, who used to do this show with us before he moved to DC, he and I went to college there, but we never hung out together while we were in college. So. Like for Halloween, we 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 started this tradition where we would go back there, and and hang out in Portales one night and party, and then the next night we would go to Clovis to my parents' house and we would you know record a Halloween show. <laughs> so the first night we the first time we do this, we go and we stay at my friend Dave's house and he lived like you know he lived over um, kind of by sea, and so we were walking to his house from his house to Goober's because Goober's was still open back in those days. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh shit, Landles, let's go in. And, uh, we go in and someone, I, I knew the guy working behind the counter. Um, and Billy's like, I bet I still have an account. <laughs> and he goes up and he's like, yeah, I just want to check my account. And he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever his real name is. I'm not going to say his real name on the show. I'm not going to add him. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, you have like eighty fees," <laughs> and he's like, "And I and I was like, what is he? What did he? What did he rent?" And he's like, "Video games and porn movies." <laughs> and then he posted it on Facebook, and you were like, "Don't worry, you you chimed in, and you're like, don't worry, Billy.'" Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I was like, "That was." I was like, "I love that story because it was like porn. It was like video games and porn." Like it was like I was like Billy was lonely that weekend. He was just gonna play video games and take care of himself all weekend long. And he didn't. And then and then it became an extended weekend because he didn't take him back. And that was great because we were both like right behind him when when they said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all what? <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, "That's awesome. That's so hilarious." Um, but it was funny because like there was kind of a little bit of a status symbol in Portalis. Like there was people that were like, yeah, man, my, uh, my Landos membership is in the single digits or like in the double, you know, people would kind of brag a little bit about that. Did that you ever have yes. Yeah. Uh, people would. Yes. Um, and even to this day, when we pass somebody, yeah. my mom will still remember their number. There's oh. number 418. What? You just, because again, this was, you know, 27 years. Yeah. 20 years you see people and you and you talked about relationships and you mm -hmm. talked about um going in and finding the movie on a date yeah. it was a shared experience and nothing was more exciting than finding a movie you saw that you loved that they right. hadn't seen wow oh my gosh you gotta see this movie yeah. because you were about to invest two hours and you were going to it was just do you remember when goonies uh, yeah. came out oh, and yeah. you couldn't wait to show your friends Oh, there, there were slumber party movies yeah. that would, they're not good movies, but Drop Dead Fred. Uh, Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a great movie. Okay. What are you talking about? So, Drop Dead Fred's amazing. All three of your faces had a recognition to that movie that you may not have thought about recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. the Monster Squad. That was a great one. That it was, was on TV yesterday. Movie. Yeah. There's uh, a great documentary on Monster Squad. No way. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, I love I love so I love the invention of the internet because of like growing up 
like in the in the period that I did, and you know, we we all well Holly to a point, like she's a little younger, but like you would you get to go and like you know now they're making documentaries but like you could also go in and like you know read like wikipedia and you're like oh now i get why they didn't make the sequel now i get why you know this thing happened and then and you kind of get that background thing and then that's what podcasts have become and all these things you're finding out like all this background information of these things that when you grew up and you loved you're like (laughs) i wanted more like i wanted more of that and why did that not happen you know the last starfighter that was another one i love that movie and i was like why was there never another one and then they they've tried like and then i've like read you know they tried so many times and it just kept failing you know like oh (laughs) so you should google uh last starfighter sequel and you may be pleasantly surprised at what is being worked on it's being worked on i know but i mean uh, you know after all, you're these talking about like just like the fun facts. Like I just found out the other day that the the entire reason the second Highlander came out is basically just because those actors wanted to work with each other again. Nice. And if you watch the director's cut of that film, it's fantastic. I'm sorry, it is. I like it. I'm a fan. The quickening. Too. But see, Landels would have like the trauma movies. They would have um, nice. like just, just these like, you know, cult films that, you know, you just didn't get. Like if you went to Silver's, whatever, Silver Screen or Movie Connection, you just didn't get those there. And, you know, then so what was the what was it like when video games became started becoming a rental thing? Uh, it was a, you know, it gets people. In, and what happens when people start playing a game? They're going to keep playing it. They're mm-hmm. going to not want to return it. Mm-hmm. Kids will hide it. Parents will forget. <laughs> because once it goes into a kid's room or something, and there was a large investment we made. We lost a lot of money over the years just on video games. They're stolen. You know, college students would come in expressly to rent something and never return it. We got out of the games before we closed, probably five years before we closed. Okay. Redbox came. They started renting games. We're like, let them have it. <laughs> I let them have it. <laughs> I stole them. My mom knows a lot about games. I know nothing about them. I rented. I rented the first Mega Man on Nintendo probably like ten times. I probably paid for it like easily, like you know, easily. It was just you know, it, I, I and there's like a whole documentary on that. I guess like the video games industry was like absolutely against video rent or you know video game rentals they were like absolutely against it and like there was lawsuits like it was crazy like i was like oh wow and and you know as as a consumer no idea (laughs) you know yeah did you ever go to like trade shows and stuff like that uh yes it was called vsda video software dealership association it was one of the larger conventions they would have in las vegas and it would bring video uh, video, then the studios would be there, and then you would also have the porn convention, which would do at the same time in a different area of the convention center. In the back? Yep, <laughs> and it was, and because it was in Vegas, Hollywood is just yeah. a quick flight. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we met Mike Myers, we met oh, wow. Cameron, Cameron Diaz was there when she did the mask, and the no. mask was coming out the next week. New Line Cinema had her sitting there, 
nobody was getting her autograph because they didn't know who she was. This was her first movie. Oh, dang. And so I've got her autograph and I would pass by and I would, you know, just a wave at you. Can't wait till next week. She was so nice. And she was just like, I hope people like it. Now she's Cameron Diaz. Yeah. But, I remember I fell in love with her in that movie. I was like, oh my goodness. I love there, that movie. It, it, um, there is at this time Highlander 2. That's a great example of a movie that went to theaters, but it did much better on video. Right. And suddenly uh, there was a bunch of companies that just started coming out and just making direct to video movies. And Canon, Canon films, right? Canon films. Yes. There's a movie called Warlock. Oh yeah. Oh, I love right? that. When he bites that. It had one out. of the best reviews ever yeah. and it didn't come out for a couple of years. And then they just made two or three that went direct to video. Those were so popular. And so these movies mm. would be at the video convention making a huge splash. And sometimes you would get, who is the uh, lead in Breaking Bad? Uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. I've got his autograph. When he made wow. a direct to DVD movie, he was the lead. You've never heard of it. But yeah. all of these people were there making movies. And my mom and I would go and we would, um, get everybody's autograph because that's really cool to go into a place and see all these autographs. Mm, and wow. we are always oh, surprised. Who, who, we are always surprised. Scarlett Johansson. We have her yeah. autograph when she was in Horse Whisper. I have Robert Downey Jr. when he was in Chaplin. And oh, so that's there's just, it was a lot of fun. I was a board member for New Mexico VSDA. And we fought and barely won against state legislation that would have created uh, censorship laws that would affect movies. Wow. We barely got it. I say we. It was defeated. And New Mexico was a trial state where they were trying to pass this legislation in other states using New Mexico. Uh, we barely got it defeated. So good. there's good a little for history. For That's the awesome. Um. Was uh was the Leprechaun movies were that was that another one that was like direct? Leprechauns print money. <laughs> just you know, just plug in <laughs> plug in the money machine because here it comes. And and people would watch it when they were little, like Child's Play. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens? They they want to show their kids, or right. you know, there is a generational thing where you're just going to show your kids these crap movies because they scared you when you were a kid. So you 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 watch the Child's Play films, right? I ended up yes. I ended up partying with the kid from Child's Play a couple of years ago, and in a VIP room, like after Comic Con, it was so weird. I was like, I was with I'm not gonna. This is this is weird. It was the kid from Child's Play, the kid from Jerry Maguire, mm-hmm. and Joey Fatone. <laughs> like, yeah. like, the fuck, in in the Black Power Ranger. Oh, yeah. right. Power Ranger, yes. Thank goodness for Power Rangers. They are very active on everything. Oh, man. <laughs> so what was it like? <clears throat> so you you closed your store. Let's talk about this. You had it open way longer than anybody I've ever heard of except for this Blockbuster store. You closed in 2019. How, yeah. Like, because like when I went back, I mean, it was probably 2014, would you say, James? Maybe? Um, our first Portalis trip. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like shocked you were still open then. Like, what? What was the secret? Like, what? How did you stay open so long? 
You know, um, I think we were just too stubborn to know when to toss it in, when to call it quits. It was still profitable. Okay. Where we made money was selling used product on Amazon. And Mm. that was quietly what what kept money coming in. And it did really well. Okay. But with Redbox, um, we couldn't compete with Redbox. You cannot compete with Redbox. No. And no, uh, it was yes. Yeah. And it was yep. just uh it, it was we closed at the perfect time. And we had a video store, a large space, and we moved it to a smaller space, and then we added a small cafe inside of it. Okay. And so we sold sandwiches, we made ice cream. The video store when we moved it our sales went up probably 30% first year. Wow. It was fantastic. And people would come in and they would rent movies and they would get popcorn. We had a concession oh. stand type thing. And so it worked really, really well. They would go get coffee and it all kind of worked together. And then uh, within three years, the video store was just what used to be a busy Friday night. We were barely making money. Wow. And again, we we're still selling on Amazon, but mm-hmm. you were just you were just working so hard to barely make money. Right. So when we decided to close, uh, we could barely talk about it. My mom and I, without bursting into tears because it's all we knew. And, uh, when we finally did, we, um, it was the right decision. Uh, and it was shared over 800 times whenever we posted it on Facebook and we had, because Star Wars, the last Star Wars was coming out that year, Game of Thrones was ending, and mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. And yeah. then we had my little Landles box office logo, and it was all those things that were going to be ending that year. Oh. And so uh, it was, it was yeah. a nice, and our video distributor said, whenever you say you're selling everything, be ready, because people are going to come out of the woodworks. Yeah. We didn't believe her. Yeah. People came from everywhere to buy movies. Yeah. And oh. we have a we have an industrial DVD machine, repair machine. And so when it leaves, it's not gonna have a scratch on it. And we we cleaned so many movies. It was just I could not believe it. Thank goodness, because when COVID hit, the reserve we made helped the cafe make it through. Oh, that's awesome. So the cafe's still there. The cafe is still here. The floor that we have where the video store used to be is painted uh, dark gray uh-huh. everything else is light gray so we can see where the video store used to be the exact area and that's uh-huh. all seating now and we thought yeah. we've got so many chairs here it's never going to fill up and the first day we had chairs there every chair was taken it was like people waited till there were enough chairs so it was pretty amazing <laughs> i just teared up and that was that was a uh, man that was like like it's so weird to me, like, um, it's like that. That was like history in my life. It's like someone when Goober's closed, a friend of mine traveled up here, and he's like, "I have something for you." And he had a piece of the dance floor from Goober's, and he gave it to me, and I wow. have it. And it's like, man, it's like, ah, oh, you got me on that one. <laughs> now I'm tearing up. That was like that was like you know when you were in college that was like you know you go to Landos you go rent a movie on Friday night if you know if you if there's no party if there's no you know whatever let's go rent movies let's go you know do whatever you know 
Ah, uh, but I'm so glad that you still like have a like you know you have a cafe there. See if I when I travel back there, I'm definitely gonna go in the cafe and I'll probably like you know mill around for a little while and be like, when are they gonna bring back uh, you know Pulp Fiction? You know, <laughs> You're like, oh. I have one of my best stories that I get to have in my life. I took my mom to see Pulp Fiction. Yeah, in the theater. <laughs> um and the opening scene with the people in the restaurant and they jump up on the table yeah and and i'm thinking oh my gosh is my mom going to like this and all of a sudden pulp fiction title and it's this music that Miserable. killer soundtrack Mis- and my Miserable. mom leans over yes yeah. and my mom leans over and says this is going to be a good movie yeah <laughs> i will forever have that memory yeah. then i was in a TV show, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. The, the writer and director loved Pulp Fiction. They created the opening moment <laughs> of that episode in a Pulp Fiction restaurant. Now, that restaurant is no longer there, but they did their version paying homage to the opening of Pulp Fiction, oh, and wow. I got to be in that scene as well. That's amazing. That's so cool. And I just, I cannot believe how wonderful life I get to have. Yeah, you've been in it. So before I talk about this, so Miserlou, the song, the iconic song from that scene in Pulp Fiction, we're talking about, was 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 done by a Dick Dale, and I remember Dick Dale played at uh, Sister, and I was like, ah, oh. and something happened. I didn't get to go over there, and I was like, you know what? He comes every year, and I'll I'll just go next year. And then he died. I was like, because I just wanted to go see Dick Dale play that one song on the guitar. And, uh, yeah. And he was, you know, I guess he was really old and he had like a colostomy bag and, you know, oh, life. Yeah. Just and, uh, I was pretty sad about that, but you've done a number, like, I mean, before we, you know, we, we, we send you away, you've done a number, like I see that agent of shield, but you were in 500 days of summer. Is that correct? I, I was an extra in 500 yeah. days of summer and okay. I hadn't done extra work in years. Yeah. And they were going to pay a lot of money to go sit on set. And I, I needed the money. So I thought, I'll do it. Why not? And usually you can show up and kind of hide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I show up, I'm <laughs> eating food. And then I hear somebody say, Lando Goldsby, can you please report to set? <laughs> like, what? The director sat me right next to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Nice. The movie opens on my forehead. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. And Love that movie. at the time I hadn't done very much. So I put up the credit thinking, and it, I think it says 500 days of summer uncredited. Okay. Well, it yeah. means you did extra work or you got cut out. Yeah. So yeah, you were on, you were on lie to me. I loved that TV show. That was, that was fun. Well, yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino favorites, the lead actor. Uh-huh. And I'm very reserved and yeah. he could tell. So we ran a rehearsal and as he's rehearsing, he comes and sits in my lap and starts kissing my neck. And I'm just sitting there terrified. Yeah. And what a memory. What Again, a, what a life I get to have. And you've been a, yeah, you've been a workaholics, agents of shield, CSI cyber. I didn't yeah, I never CSI heard of cyber. Yeah. Um, I have done twenty five T V shows and I think I've been cut out of five of them. Okay. And they're all very quick one liners sometimes. There's more. Right before COVID hit, I'm on a show called Animal oh, Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Yes. It's a good it's a great and show. It's a very good show. And yeah. I that was the largest credit I'd ever booked. 
and it's a very large scene. And then, and I'm get I'm a preacher, and I get to baptize people in the ocean. Yeah, they pay me. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And then COVID hit, <laughs> and the storyline adjusted, so I'm only in one episode. But I'm still so lucky. And it, the way it's filmed, I'm probably not even seen very much in the episode. Mm-hmm. But there is the potential to maybe be in others. So I'm on very, like, very lucky. I'm on like episode two. I just started watching it, like, and I didn't even know you were in it. And then I was like, holy shit, you're in Animal Kingdom. And, um, you know, with Rebecca, Rebecca de Mornay. Yeah. Um, oh, no, um, no, not Rebecca de Mornay. Um, Are you sure? I can't think of her name. Yeah. I'm pulling a whole Rebecca de Mornay was in Lucifer. Mm, I thought she was the mom in this. No, I can't. A uh, Sea of Love actress. Oh, sorry. Ellen Barkin. My bad. Oh, I love but she's they, were in the same, they both came onto the scene around the same time. Yeah. She's like the yeah. matriarch of this like family of like bank robbers. I, that that's show what, is on my list. That's so what now I'm really about. Gonna have it's, that's what's about. You're also in Briar Patch, which I don't know if I, they I'm yeah. a recurring on that. Briar Patch yeah. is based on a book. Yeah. Uh, by a man. And the man who wrote that book died of lung cancer in the 90s. He wrote one screenplay that was turned into a movie called Blood In, Blood Out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's our most popular movie we ever had in my video store was (laughs) Blood In, Blood Out. And it was the stolen movie. Oh, yeah. It was by far and away the most rented movie we ever had. Ever, ever, ever. Interesting. What and did, I just love that I got to be in. He wrote a book, and I got to be in his movie. What uh, What was your favorite? What's your favorite part you've ever done? I, you know, uh, Marvel Agents of Shield was just a kick in the pants because I grew up learning to read on comic books, and the yeah. fact I got to be a scientist. And and I made this thing where people could put on their face and suddenly look like someone else. Yeah. That is like nerd heaven. Nerd heaven. I'm gonna have to watch that episode. And, I, yeah. Seriously, I love that show. I'm gonna have to watch I that episode again. I know which episode you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What was it like working on Brooklyn Nine Nine? Oh God. So that was before the any episode had aired, and it's not like any show on right now. So you, you show up. And they are all grateful to be there. And they are all having so much fun because they think if this show's not a hit, let's party while we're here. <laughs> it's so enjoyable. Everyone was so nice. And Adam yeah. Sandberg had gotten married the night before. Oh, wow. And uh, so everybody was just happy. And Terry Crews, his, he was really nice. He comes in and my scene is with Terry Crews. And he shakes your hand and his hand just kind of takes over <laughs> your hand and you don't see your hand anymore. And he's nice. such a nice person. Yeah. He was a very nice person. Is he just and I was, a huge and I was supposed to be nervous in the scene yeah. and I'm nervous anyway, so it was lovely. But it was it was a party unlike mo- yeah. I've never experienced uh, that work environment before because yeah. they were just all having a party. I think Good. I'm on episode four. And it didn't air till episode six on TV. So you're just oh. hoping it's going to be good. He's a huge man. Is he not? Is he like not? He's enormous. <laughs> he looks like he looks huge. Like yes. I'm six two. So I always, I always assume, but when you look on TV, people are like, they look bigger than you. You know, they're always like huge. 
And I'm like, that that man has got to be massive. I think Terry Crews is one of the people <laughs> He's amazing. that I've wanted to meet just yeah. because he looks like a gentle giant who is so fun to be around all the time. Absolutely. I love him. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, so I guess, you know, we're, we're, in, we're getting to the end and it's like, so, so I guess what, what, what would you like to say to people out there about Landel's, you know, your, your, your video store, what would you like to tell everyone? Like what, what, what are your final thoughts on it? I would like to say thank you yeah. for the memories because oh. again, shared, I know what it's like to be sad. Yeah. And I know what it's like to put him on the field. And now people can play the office in the background because it makes them feel a certain way yeah. or they play something, but we didn't have that at a time. And you had to search that out. And I got lucky enough to just kind of happen on to a lot of things that meant to a lot of things to a lot of people. And there's movies I have forgotten about and I've suddenly discovered them recently. And uh, just how they make you feel. So yeah. I'm just full of gratitude to have that opportunity to help people. Movies get us through rough times mm -hmm. and to be lucky enough to help people find that movie in that moment. Well, well, they do say like when you end a TV show that you've watched for years, it's almost like, you know, saying goodbye to like a family member. Mm -hmm. And I remember when the office went off the air and like parks and recreation went off the air. I mean, those were like, really, I was just kind of like, wow. Like I was like, Ooh, you know, this is like a, that's gone. It's like not there anymore. You know, you do, you do definitely um, equate certain feelings in, in your, your mind to these things. And, and, you know, like you, you, you got me earlier. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really like tear up that often on the show. And you got me earlier. Like, I was like, damn, I was like, when you started talking about closing the store, I was like, man, like when you told me like in, in, in the, when we started messing each other, you closed, I didn't know you were closed. And I was like, I, I like, I got a little bit, you know, like sadness in my heart. And then talking to you early, I got a lot of sadness in my heart. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, because it's like a part of your life. We cried and cried and cried whenever we decided the time. The time. And yeah. I remember pressing the button on Facebook. Ugh. And people were calling saying, this isn't real. Yeah. This is, no, you're not close. And um, yeah, it was because we've just been around so long. Yeah. One regret I have is I'm not in business because I had so many five and six year olds tell me I want to work at your video store when I get older. Oh, and I would always say, yes, come and apply. I can, and only, I regret, cry so tears, Lionel. I can only cry so many tears. And <laughs> I regret I can't do that. Oh, yeah. And I mean that town, I mean, my like, mom and I, my mom and I did a little video and we ripped off Marvel. Whenever Thanos <laughs> is snapping, yeah. and my mom and I tell everybody, thank you for the years of support. We're grateful 3,000. And then oh. you see Thanos snap, oh. and then my logo just turns to dust. Oh. That makes me well, sad. now you're going to make me cry. Oh, Thank my you. God. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to end this. So, I am so lucky. I, well, I, really so appreciate, I really appreciate you coming on. And, I mean, this was great. I mean, I you know, it's – uh it's it's just one of those like watching that like that that documentary made me just think of your place because i didn't go to blockbuster i didn't go to hollywood video mm -hmm. i mean i did but like those weren't my places you know the, you know landles was the place you know goobers was the place uh you know whatever 
and like losing these institutions is like it's rough but it's like you know you know uh time marches on and, and things change and it, and it's sad it's like but you still have that memory you know um oh someone just let's see here someone said thanks for the for the history i think is what they said <laughs> yeah thanks but uh yeah th definitely thank you thank you for uh being there for college kids for being there for me for being you know billy with his video games and porn and uh <laughs> you know <laughs> You know what? It is an it is an honor to serve the community anyway. Yeah. And I never once took the what videos and pop culture. Yeah. I never once took that for granted. No. And uh, I'm so lucky. I am so lucky. But thank yeah. you. I forgot so many little things that you made remember made re made me remember, yeah. like UFC. And I wanted nothing to do with those, but I'm glad we had them because yeah. people got excited. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for the memories. Hold on, one more thing. Boom. We had a LGBTQ section at my store. Yeah. Wow. Thanking you definitely for that, and uh, I, I thank you for that because that was a that had to be not easy to do in that town, really. It was very easy to do. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. I would have not thought that. I would figure like it, there would be. it was needed. It was needed, and it was a very easy oh, no. decision. Now people boycotted us; they wouldn't that's come I mean. in because of it. But that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean let like, them go where else. That's yeah. free market, fantastic. Yeah. Right. That's what I meant. Like not not easy to decide, easy to like you know deal with, you know, because the people there it was it's a conservative small town, you know, mm -hmm. it is. So, but, but again, it was easy to deal with because people quietly leave they don't come back that's easy to deal with really okay mm -hmm. that's good no threats no no nothing ever no wow that's fantastic well landel is there any is there anything you want to promote before we go out uh 10 drink minimum next week nice <laughs> make sure you have everybody listen to the continuing of 15 <laughs> years congratulations <laughs> to you thank you uh holly man what do you got going on Oh, finally, I have something to promote uh, tomorrow night yeah. at uh, Inside Out at 7 o'clock. You can come down and watch live comedy after a year. Um, oh, it felt good to be back last week, and we look forward to seeing you this week. And, yeah. um, you know, Royal and I also just really wanted to thank everybody who came out last week because, holy shit, we felt loved and supported. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, thank you, Landel. You are a lovely person. You're welcome, and thank you so much for having me and listening. Absolutely. Uh, Smiley, what do you have to promote? I know you have some things to promote. Smiley also uh, does, he does. He's a back. He's a principal extra. So, hey. what do you what do you got coming out, Smiley? Uh, well, the the what's coming out. Uh, I guess it's actually going to be released in theaters is Army of the Dead is going to be released in theaters on the 14th yeah. and then on Netflix on the 21st. Uh, looks and amazing. it looks amazing. Uh -huh. And if, if you're, if you're an eagle eyed person, I'm in the trailer. <laughs> what I love about like Landel, do you, do you come up to Albuquerque very often? Uh, every now and then? Yes. Okay. So in the very beginnings of the trailer, of uh, Army of the Dead, 
there is uh they start out at, at a place called Lucky Boy. And Lucky Boy is such it's like it's like the cult restaurant of like you know of restaurants like it's like of the cult movie of restaurants lucky boy is a fusion between a semi-bad uh you know chinese restaurant and hamburgers <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's really weird and like they do like an egg foo young burger it's you know? so good and like when they show in the scene like for people who were watching the the scene the the trailer they show the outside of lucky boy and then they go inside. Very iconic. And and it's funny because like a lot of times when they like show the outside of a place and they go inside, the inside is not the actual real place. That actually is. And then the very like like four scenes later in the trailer, it's the rail yards, which is like eight blocks from my house. So it's really awesome. Like there's like two iconic like you know underground places in the in the trailer that are really funny. But it's the you know the the movie takes place in Las Vegas apparently, but it's amazing. Um, only thing I have to promote is, uh, I do another podcast called what's up ABQ. Um, we have a new episode coming out next Wednesday where we talk about, we talk with another podcaster. She hosts a show called cause of death where, uh, she goes through and she talks about causes of death. She's a, I don't know. She has a degrees in microbiology and like all these things. So we talked to her a lot about COVID. So, and how COVID is not really any different than any pandemic that's ever been around in history. We think it is, but it's not. So that's a really cool show. It's going to be coming out Wednesday. What's up, baby Q. Um, and then we have this show, like Lando said, next Sunday, six to 8 PM on uh, facebook.com forward slash 10 drink, or we have our website, 10 minimum.com add us on any social media. We'll be here. We'll add you. Um, Lando, once again, thank you for coming on. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back at like 7.10. And uh, yeah. And uh, I'm definitely drinking. Are you drinking, Smiley? Are you on? uh, Are you okay? Uh, No, I'm definitely drinking. Uh, I got a tennis ball in my mouth. I got you. I'm drinking. Smiley's drinking. And uh, you should be too as well. But always remember, never get too drunk to jerk. 10drinkminimum.com. Boom. (laughs)